Hey, welcome. My name is Glenn Lundy. Super excited to be launching our new Breakfast with Champions podcast. Can you believe it? That's right. The Breakfast with Champions podcast has finally arrived. This is your opportunity to get motivation, education, and inspiration every single day. And ultimately, your opportunity to get a seat at the table, to be a fly on the wall, to listen in to some conversations between some of the most amazing superhumans from around the planet. We're talking about people that are doing the things you know you can do, that have reached some of those levels you know you can reach. We've got celebrity interviews with people like Tiffany Haddish and Grant Cardone, Lauren Rittiger. We've got specialists in areas like Capital Ventures, right? Or wealth building, wealth management, real estate, all kinds of incredible conversations. And what's amazing about the Breakfast with Champions podcast is you're going to be able to tune in, listen in. They won't even know you're there, right? It's just like you're, you're, you're listening in on all these incredible secrets of some of the most successful humans from all around the world. You know, when we launched Breakfast with Champions, we had no idea of the power that it was gonna have. We had no idea of the collaborations it would create. We had no idea that we'd be able to connect humans from England and Australia and Saigon and America, of course, all together in one room having powerful conversations that elevate everyone in the experience. Listen, if you like these episodes of Breakfast with Champions, do me a huge favor and let us know. We would greatly appreciate it. We pour into this. You're going to get five to six hours of content every single day, Monday through Friday, five days a week. You can keep coming back. So make sure you subscribe to the podcast. We'd appreciate it. Drop your comments, share your thoughts and your reviews. It mean the world to us if you would do that. And in exchange, we promise you that we will always create a space, a safe space where you can come. You're not going to get politics here. It's not going to happen. You'll never see any type of division in here. It's actually exactly the opposite. We have a bunch of different people with different belief systems, different upbringing, different backgrounds. We've got people from all different ethnicities all coming together. But the one thing that we share is everyone in this room shares the same heart. And it is a heart to elevate you, to encourage you, to inspire you, and to help you become the absolute best version of yourself that you can possibly be. So if you would, do us a favor, write those reviews, subscribe to the podcast, tell your friends. We're going to be here, and we hope that you will be too. Enjoy Breakfast with Champions. You'll see there in the notes that you can skip forward. You can move back. If you need to pause it for a minute, you'll now have that opportunity to do so. We do record these daily on Clubhouse. We have a Breakfast with Champions Club there, or you can follow me, Glenn Lundy, if you'd like to see those rooms, if that's an app that you enjoy. You can always come in and tune in live, or of course, just sit back and enjoy right here on the podcast and anywhere your podcast can be found. It is such an honor and a privilege to be able to spend this time with you. I know that there are a trillion places you could have chose to be. You chose to be right here with us on Breakfast with Champions, and that means the world to me, and I absolutely stinking love you for it. So with that said, we are excited to launch the new Breakfast with Champions podcast. Thanks so much. Welcome everyone to Breakfast with Champions, and uh, thank you so much for the music call. That was amazing, and I really love it uh, when you also sang along with it. I really um, appreciate you. 
And uh, thank you so much for joining us. Um, I, and I have to apologize for this drilling noise in the office, which actually literally started five minutes ago. I was like, this is so typical. And every time people hear drilling noise, they uh, some of the people who used to live in Hong Kong, they send me a message saying, this is so typical of Hong Kong because everything is always being renovated. Everything is always being, you know, um, you know, built and rebuilt, and uh, it is just a very busy and uh, you know buzzing kind of place. So uh, I do apologize for all this noise. And later on, because I have also uh, invited Dr. Vince um, here to take some Q and A's after our share, uh, so you probably will hear the same noise going on from his mic as well. So I do apologize for that. So uh, thank you so much for joining us this morning. Um, please help us share the room out uh, this morning. We've got sixteen shares as well so uh, later on when Glenn hops in and he'll be able to see that you know we are uh, you know sharing out the room as he always asks us to do and uh, so we can have lots and lots of uh, great friends coming to share this Friday breakfast with us and uh, if you have a question for any of the mods you know to do with their segments you can actually um, also put your share um, out and uh, as a question right because it's actually very easy for us to just click on the inside button and we will be able to sh see what your what your questions or what your share is um, that is also a really good way because for a lot of us the back channel is super glitchy and we do not dare to touch it whenever we talk so um, that is also something that you can use the share button for so welcome everyone today so I will go straight uh, into my segment. It is a real honor to be spending this fine Friday 18th of March 2022 with all of you superhumans at the largest breakfast table in the whole world. So my name is Yen and I have been listening to Breakfast with Champions and receiving my daily dose of motivation, education and inspiration from this amazing community for almost a year now. And I am super happy and excited to be contributing again to this early morning segment. And um, as for myself, I'm an entrepreneur. Um, I left Wall Street where I worked for 14 years as a trader. And uh, I uh, basically started my own medical AI business in 2019. And the focus of our research is longevity. So if you're looking for longevity related content to listen to, to read, uh, please feel free to check out my Twitter as well as my YouTube channel, which I started two months ago. And the information is all in my bio. And around the same time in 2019, my family also launched a hedge fund. Uh, we are trading cryptocurrencies with also AI powered algorithms. So both AI businesses have been thriving since, and we are super grateful of how the Lord has been blessing us as, uh, uh, you know, as when it comes to today's topic, fa failure will no longer be uh, the payment for my struggle. I think, you know, being able to handle failure um, is uh, definitely a, a very uh, important thing for all businesses and all entrepreneurs or wannabe entrepreneurs to uh, to grasp. So I'm really looking forward to hearing different perspectives and shares throughout this day. So invite your friends in to this room. So um, back in uh, February, Right, when I first talked about the importance of paying attention to our bodies as part of, of our spiritual uh, spirituality during my segment, I have been receiving messages from friends ever since then, friends from this room, and uh, we had some really interesting and fruitful discussions on that. 
And we have also held one another accountable with that score. You know, that score I asked everyone to get during my segment from your body. Um, of you as its carer, what is your performance score? And we have been updating one another uh, whether the performance score for you as the carer for your body improved or deteriorated at all. So by the way, continue to let us know in the chats this morning, it is now open for you. So what score would your body give you as its carer this week? How well did we do? And um, I also want to say a big thank you to everyone who has messaged me with words of encouragement. You are such an amazing and supportive community. I really, it's just really so touching. And thank you for suggesting future topic um, suggestions because um, I always ask for uh, these uh, ideas and feedback uh, for my segment. And thank you for letting me know what content you would love for me to cover. Again, if you are new to this room, um, I do love talking about uh, the financial markets and uh, artificial intelligence, especially its application in the medical and investment fields, as well as Web3 and the digital assets revolution. So some of these topics, well, all of these topics are available for you, okay, in the future. And uh, basically they are all on your breakfast, Friday breakfast menus for you to choose from. Just let me know. But for now, for today's segment, it uh, seems that my fellow champions wanted me to follow up okay, on what I shared last time, which is about longevity and fasting, uh, especially the benefits of calorie restriction. Uh, remember, I talked about the history of the research on fasting from uh, 1930 till now, and I ended with the saying, what doesn't kill you? really makes you stronger. And then basically, uh, Dr. Vince, who is my co-founder at Snow Hill Science, uh, went through with you the Yale study, right, which came out just a few weeks ago as well. But because we crammed so much information during the segment last time, we didn't really have time for a single share or question afterwards. I'm super embarrassed by that. So I'm going to make it up to you uh, during this segment. Uh, and I have invited Dr. Vince back into the room as well to facilitate any Q&As you may have. But before we get to your share and your question on longevity and fasting, I thought I could uh, start with sharing a little bit about longevity and exercise first today, and then we can take those shares and questions on both topics together. I hope that is okay with you because, you know, I need to feel like I am adding new value this week. So now, longevity and exercise. I guess nobody's going to be disputing the fact that benefit, you know, uh, that uh, exercise does uh, bring a lot of uh, different benefits. But I think, you know, to most people that I have spoken with, they often think of exercise as just a way of keeping fit, or maybe a way to keep our weight within a healthy range. These are usually the two things that people talk about when they talk about why they think exercise is important. But what if I was to tell you that exercise is now regarded as a potent drug for longevity? And it is not just kind of one magic pill, but we are now seeing increasing evidence to suggest that exercise can be regarded as a poly pill for longevity. So that is to say it affects multiple pathways biologically and that, you know, all of those would affect the aging process as well as longevity. Now. Uh, me uh, mechanically speaking, it is difficult to pin down precise mechanisms of how exercise is actually affecting our bodies at a biological or cellular level. 
But if we look through the lens of the seven pillars of aging, we know that through studies in preclinical animal models and some specific clinical diseases, exercise has been shown to be effective at modulating uh, each of these pillars of aging. And this uh, can get a bit more complex if we were to look at the cellular and also the molecular interactions between exercise, diet, and also other, uh, other nutritional supplements. But overall, the general impression is that exercise contributes significantly to increasing health span and potentially lifespan as well. In terms of its impact to specific diseases, there is already very good scientific evidence to suggest that exercise as an intervention is effective in the secondary prevention of coronary heart diseases, as well as the rehabilitation of the stroke, also the treatment of heart failure and the primary prevention of diabetes. And in the case of diabetes prevention, it has been proven to be more effective than a medication called metformin, which is one of, one of the most commonly used drug to treat type 2 diabetes. You might have heard of it. If you are interested in deep, uh, diving deep down into uh, the science, we can also have a more in-depth talk on this. But I think for today, I want to focus on the practical aspects of what are some of those things that we can do to achieve longevity benefits through exercise. Now, in fact, the benefits of exercise, they actually start to show when you reach a state of exercise. You know, simply put, uh, you know, it's like when you work up a sweat, right, when you exercise, that's a state of exercise. Now, one of the easiest ways to measure that state is to use the number of steps we do in a day. There was a study which was published in 2019, and it showed that there seems to be incremental benefits of up to 7,500 steps per day. So in other words, uh, the mortality rates progressively decreased before leveling at approximately 7,500 steps per day. The finding uh, is that you, you have around 53% reduction okay, in all-cause mortality in that case. So um, and do note that this study is, was specifically looking at older women with a mean age of 72 years. So all of us can do that. Okay? And the, the other thing to point out, uh, which I thought was very interesting, is that the intensity of the exercise didn't really have that much of an impact which is, I think it's a great place to start, right? Because really for, uh, you know, these days, um, for most uh, uh, smartphones and uh, also the watches uh, can now track our steps automatically. So this is really an easy way to know how, uh, how many steps you are doing on a daily basis in order to reach, uh, to achieve that optimal 7,500 steps a day to get that 53% uh, reduction in the mortality rate. Now, um, we just talked about physical activity in a broader sense, right? You know, measured by the number of steps. But you might be asking, what about real, you know, physical exercise? In fact, you know, this was also examined in several other studies. For example, in one study, it was uh, observed that the monotonic survival benefit was seen up till around 150 minutes, 150 minutes of physical activity per week. So in other words, the maximum survival advantage 
was achieved at around 150, 150 minutes per exercise, uh, per, of exercise per week. And beyond that, actually no further benefit was apparent, which was also super interesting to me. So if you want to get more practical advice regarding exactly how much exercise you need to do for the best longevity benefits for you, then I would advise you to go deeper in looking at how we measure exercise activity. Now, heart rate is one way, but it is somewhat a simple metrics. It is something that we are most familiar with. And don't get me wrong, heart rate is a great starter, but probably a more accurate way to measure exercise activity is to take a perspective at what kind of fuel your body is utilizing in certain stages of exercise. Now, one way to do this is to perform exercise tests. There was one called the VO2 max test, and that gives you various uh, measurements, and one of which uh, can be used to calculate something called the respiratory quotient, RQ, and which is a, an indicator of which fuel, you know, for example, carbohydrate or fat, you know, they are two different kinds of fuel, right? So which fuel is being metabolized to supply the body with energy? And this is very important because uh, to optimize your meto, uh, 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 mitochondrial function at a, a cellular level, you need to be um, at a stage where you metabolize certain types of fuels exclusively. And keeping your mitochondrial function at an optimal level is a really deep topic, but it is thought to be key in longevity. I hope that that is something that we can remember from this session. And uh, of course, we can do a separate talk on these topics later on as well. Uh, just let me know if you're interested. Maybe we can talk about heart rate variability or maybe zone two training. And uh, these are also very important topics when it comes to exercise. If you're interested, do let me know in the comments and uh, we can try and bring that to you for sure. Now, I hope that that uh, little bit of information was uh, useful for everyone. And and I want to thank you so much for listening. And with that, I'd love to yield the mic. And uh, Dr. Vince, my co-founder at Snow Hill Science, uh, is here as well. And I'll mod him up very shortly. So both Dr. Vince and I would love to get some shares and responses or questions from the people on this amazing stage in the next 15 minutes. So if you have a share, uh, please flash your mics. Um, and if I don't see you, just feel free to just turn on your mic and go ahead and let us know if you have a question about uh, what I shared or maybe your own method to uh, uh, to get those longevity benefits from fasting or exercising. Um, hi, good morning, everyone. Um, Dr. Yan, you are uh, such a reminder of the, the magnitude of amazing knowledge that we hold on this stage. Like, wow, when you say resp respiratory fuel quotient, like, I was like, whoa. Um, okay, so here's my question. Um, right now I'm fasting. I, I'm like on 16 days of the master cleanse and, um, and I'm using like the maple syrup as fuel is what I understand is happening with my body. And um, I'm also trying to do 75 hard at the same time, which is makes it hard times two. Um, and but I'm getting through it. And I'm I'm wondering, are there more benefits 
to exercising when my body is going through autophagy um, and, and um, I'm not giving it like that, that fuel, like it, and it's eating up those cells is, are there more benefits? Cause like my mind is telling me, oh, he can't do this while my, my body is like, okay, it, it's okay. You will get through it. Um, so I'm just wondering what's your, what's your take on that? Thank you so much, Cole, for your question. But first of all, I do not have a PhD, nor am I a medical doctor. But uh, uh, maybe for your question, I would pass to Dr. Vince to answer first. And I think it's an amazing question. I actually never thought of, you know, because we today we shared um, uh, exercise and last time we shared fasting. But uh, your question is basically hitting both. You know, what if we do both at the same time? What, what do we need to look out for? And what additional benefits, if any, uh, you know, when we do both? You know, so over to you, Dr. Vince. Yeah, thanks. Thanks very much, Yen. And yeah, thanks, um, Cole, for a very sort of insightful question there. I mean, hey, listeners, if you enjoy listening to Breakfast with Champions, we can bet you care about your daily routine. Do you want to know the secret to the perfect routine? It's the perfect morning. Glenn has written a free ebook called The Morning Five, five simple steps to an extraordinary morning. If you can transform your morning, you can transform your life. Head on over to themorning5.com to learn more about the five ways you can change the way you start your day. I think, I mean, in, in, in short, basically the, um, the fasting, I think the benefits from that is really from the autophagy that you just mentioned. Um, and I think, you know, in, in my kind of, um, so, so there's no kind of real consensus on this in terms of, you know, when does the benefit kick in and, you know, when you you know, can sort of stop basically. But generally speaking, after, you know, uh, a number of hours of fasting, for example, you know, 16 hours onwards, you know, I think the, the effect starts to sort of kick in and your body in terms of the energy kind of substrates kind of switches, right, to, um, you know, predominantly being initially sort of glucose reliant to, you know, other fuels, you know, like kind of um, fatty acid and triglycerides and then, you know, and then you start to, to, to also kind of use ketones as well. So, um, but it is in, in kind of those kind of steps, I think in, in the sort of after 16, 20, 24 hours, um, you know, you'll start to really switch your body towards that. And that's when I think the autophagy kind of mechanisms really, really kick in. Um, I would, um, I, I think it's, it's a very individualized kind of um, thing. So I would basically not um, personally, not sort of overdo it um and you know let your body sort of have time to also recover and um, with fasting as well and we're we're finding out more that if you do sort of more prolonged fasting i mean you know if you do it so sort of intermittently here and there it's probably not going to have a huge detrimental effects but there are some potential downside downside as well if you you know do it for you know repeated for two it's kind of a like i'm talking about really prolonged fasting if, if sort of in a usual kind of intermittent time restricted fasting it's fine to do that regularly but if people start doing you know prolonged fasting like a few days you know at a time actually what happens your, your body do, do does change and it's not just in terms of your metabolic um kind of substrates um, aspects but also other things like for example if you talk about your gut microbiomes you know with a prolonged you know fasting you're actually altering your gut microbiomes you know significantly as well with with sort of you know several you know days where the fasting so so that's something to sort of bear in mind also now in terms of the um exercise um i think 
the the mechanisms around exercise in terms of biologically and you know, cellular level actually taps into slightly different things um, from fasting. So in my mind, um, so they are kind of separate, but I'm sure there are sort of probably, you know, uh, coexisting or shared kind of pathways as well. But in terms of the exercise benefits, you know, in, in sort of through the lens of longevity, um, the way I tend to think about this is that there are probably, you know, three sort of broad types of exercise that you should kind of think about. So the first one is your sort of cardiorespiratory kind of you know, exercise and fitness. So this is more like you know, you're getting your lungs and your heart pumping, right? So that's really good for, for, for that. And the second is more like your sort of resistant type training where you're going to build up your, your sort of muscle mass and, uh, and in, in, in return, you also have increased stability. So this idea of, you know, having your you know, core strength obviously will you know, stop you having a chance of falling over, for example, and, you know, break your, your hip or something like that. So, you know, we know that something like that as you age becomes a, a significant problem. So if you can have increased stability, you're going to be able to prevent yourself from falling in the first place. And that sort of, you know, hopefully will prolong your, um, you know, your, your in, in terms of your longevity and lifespan. And finally, uh, as Jens mentioned as well, um, people are increasingly being interested in something called zone two exercise, which basically is, you know, uh, more in terms of your metabolic benefits, right? So if you exercise and, and really sort of um, improve your zone to fitness, you're actually improving your, your, your mitochondria functioning and making your body actually more metabolically um, flexible, if you like. So normally in, in kind of lower level exercise, you are sort of metabolizing more glucose, whereas, um, sorry, more fat. And as, as, as you go higher in, in the zones, you're metabolizing more, more glucose. Now, if you're someone who is not very fit, um, we, we call those kind of um, um, states like metabolic inflexibility. So actually, even your, uh, your heart rate is pretty low, you're st starting off at lower zones, your body is actually preferentially using glucose instead of fat. So it's very stingy in holding on to the fat. And that's, that's obviously not very good for your, your metabolic health. And overall, your, you know, it affects your metabolic um, health and, and, and your longevity. So by doing more zone to exercise, you're actually increasing the flexibility of mitochondria and therefore be better utilizing your um, yeah, your 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 sort of um, your fat kind of burning capacity of your mitochondria. So yeah, I hope that sort of uh, answers some of your questions. Um, and yeah, I'll yield the back my back to you again. Wow! Yes, thank you so much. That was awesome. Hey, appreciate the question, Core, and I also learned something new um, from uh, Dr. Vince's share as well. So. Awesome, really appreciate you. Uh, you should ask more questions in the future and give your share. So um, I, earlier when you were talking, I think uh, Patricia was also flashing her mic. Over to you, dear. Oh, thank you so much. That was a good eye. <laughs> well, you know what? I love it. And thank you so much, Grand Rising. And you know what I didn't hear? I might have overheard. I, uh, I didn't hear. My question is, if you could get a little deeper, doctor, about um, explaining uh, in, in autophagy uh, the 
building of how the body uh, builds on new receptors and creates, uh, you know, regeneration in the cells. Uh, if you talked about it, I apologize, but I would like to learn a little bit more about that. Is there like, because I, I did I read that somewhere. I, I don't remember the exact resource. So uh, after time, I'm like, wait, did I, is that really true? Am I, I hope I'm not spreading wrong information. So if you could just, you know, uh, detail that a little bit more if you can. And thank you so much. Great. Um, yeah, sure. Um, no problem. So, yes, yeah, so I think the, we we sort of um, talk about autophagy a little bit um, sort of pre previously, I think, as well. But yeah, in in essence, I mean, we in terms of the the underlying um, mechanisms, it's 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 really down to um, you know when when your body sort of uh, switches from sort of predominantly using you know, carbohydrate to, to fat and ketones oxidation, which basically happens during fasting. We know that um, along with that sort of, a, you know, mechanisms, it actually also, you know, switches, I think, um, you know, a few molecular kind of downstream mechanisms. I think actually, um, Yen may have talked about this before previously, but really it's, it's to do with your, um, your mTOR, and and your your sirtuin kind of gene pathways, um, but in in sort of um, you know in, at a high level sort of a summary, basically it, it really sort of you know improves your um, you know your your body sort of functioning you know, through these kind of you know, uh, you know altering in the, in these kind of gene expression in these pathways, and the the data that we sort of rely upon mostly has been um, from animal studies where they can you know, uh, basically under some very strict experiment on sort of fasting regimes, um, they have shown that essentially the, the lifespan of, you know, for example, mice or even monkeys um, that they've studied were, you know, basically lengthened, right, compared to those, um, you know, subjects who didn't basically um, adhere to these kind of fasting regimes. And I, I think, yeah, so, so basically that, the, those are through the mechanisms, and and one of the, the 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 specific point about autophagy is essentially the, the the this is more of a sort of hypothesis. I think that there's been some you know um, proof in, in basic science, but the the understanding is that you know um, after a period of fasting, your 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 body actually switches on you know these um, you know mediators whereby actually it cleanses itself. So. You know, there are some perhaps some old cells or some cells that are um, you know been aged a little bit and your body actually goes in and and gobbles them up and recycles um, these cells and then thereby you know you have sort of newer cells and newer clones that basically come in and take take their place so it's, a, it's a kind of a body's way of you know recycling if you like your cells um, and I think it's, it's, it's really just you know keeping your your your, your body at a cellular level you know, in, in the most kind of optimized states. Yeah. That was definitely detailed and thank you. <laughs> thank you so much, Patricia, for that question. And I uh, look forward to discuss with you more on this topic as well. So um, we probably have 
time for one more share or question. Um, if you are currently on stage and you uh, want to ask a question or tell us, you know, what you are doing to achieve those longevity um, benefits uh, through your exercise and fasting, you have a tip, you have an encouragement for anyone, please flash your mic. Uh, my screen is super glitchy. I actually can't see anything. Please just Hi, it yeah, Oh, it's, it's Marilyn, I think. Oh, okay, Dominique, yeah, over to you. Hi, I was going to ask the doctor. Um, is there an optimum time to exercise? Does the body prefer, does it matter? Sometimes we exercise in the morning, night. What, when is the optimum time to, to really get the most out of our um, activity when it comes to exercise, whether it's walking or high impact, like you were saying? Yeah, so this is a we, you know very often asked questions, and it it really um, depends a lot on individual um, as well. But uh, but uh, as a general comment, I think um, generally morning time exercise are, are better. But obviously, um, it really depends on also your kind of eating times, and um, you know, so if you're someone who is practicing intermittent fasting and you are you know fasting you know, during the sort of the morning time and, and maybe you, you, you know, your first meal is going to be sometime in the afternoon, then obviously doing morning, maybe a bit better than, than sort of towards the end of your fasting period, just, just purely from the energy perspective. Um, but, um, but if you're, um, you know, and it also depends a little bit on what your goal is. So if your goal is more focused, for example, in optimizing fat loss, then then actually it's the converse so so you may want to focus on you know doing it sort of you know towards the end of your fasting period where where your body is already sort of basically exhausted the the sort of the glucose um you know um fuel in your body and you can just you know force reinforce it to to kind of um burn fat but but you know those have to be kind of discussed i think more individually i think i you know because sometimes you can you can kind of overdo it and then you you, you, your body maybe not be able to handle it, um, but yeah. But in terms of yeah, so so and and also the um, the I, I guess the other questions that sort of people ask as well is the the duration, like sort of how long um, you know you, you should do this. I mean, I, I I can only tell you what what I try to practice. So with a view of you know longevity, kind of um, you know. Um, um, viewpoint. So I, I tend to, I try to do like a, a zone two kind of training, um, maybe two or three times a week. And, and each session would be kind of about 45 minutes. Um, but towards the end of the session, I would basically go into more high intensity kind of workout for about, you know, five to 10 minutes to, with it, with a goal of, you know, improving my cardiorespiratory fitness as well as, you know, fat, fat loss kind of, kind of burning. So you have to do a little bit of that. Um, I don't, do much resistant training, but that's partly because uh, I, I well, I think I'm relatively youngish. But I think if you were slightly you know older, the, you might want to also kind of prioritize kind of resistant training as well, so that you can make sure that you um, you know keep your your muscle mass. You know, as we age, basically every year we 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 lose some muscle. Like if, even if we you know, try to keep the status quo, we'll always lose like 5% of your muscle mass for per year as you age. So it's really, you know, really, really helpful to, to try to also kind of focus on and make sure you don't lose muscle strength as well. Yeah, so that would be my kind of yeah, two cents on that one.
Great, thank you so much. And also I will uh, take this opportunity to thank everyone for joining us and uh, what are, you know, what how amazing these questions are, right? You know, from Cor, from uh, Patricia and Dominique, appreciate all of you. And also Marilyn, I will follow up with you uh, separately as well. I saw that you were flashing as well. And for those of you who are not currently on stage, I will be checking through the DMs and chats shortly and see what topics you would prefer from us for next time. Thank you for joining us on Breakfast with Champions. If you want to catch the live version, you can follow us on Clubhouse and listen from 5 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Time, Monday through Friday, Saturday 6 to noon, and Sundays with our 111 Sunday service. Make sure you're keeping up with Breakfast with Champions and getting yourself a seat at the table.